Block Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Block Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If it is your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio, let me give you a little minute or two, a uh, bit of info on our show. You kind of know what you're getting into. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura, and I am a professional astrologer. I also uh, read tarot and do numerology and runestones, quite a few different types of oracles that I have done for many years. I do have a private practice where I work with people uh, in my home office here in Phoenix with uh, session consultations and also by phone. Uh, you can get info on uh, setting up a session, whether you're local here in Arizona or uh, anywhere else. We can also do it by phone uh, on my website, which is actually jimventura.com. Uh, uh, I have had, uh, had my website's been venturawords at mac.com, but that shut down at the end of June. I had to rebuild the website, and I was able to actually get the web handle of jimventura.com. So pretty pleased with that. So you can uh, check that out. I'm still in the process of building it, but most of it is up and running. I'm also an author. Uh, I've published two books so far, Snake Oil Volume 1, which is a collection of my monthly columns that I've been doing since 2003, and uh, Dirty Little Secrets, which is my first book published back in 2007. Uh, Both of those are available on Amazon, or you can order them directly through the website uh, as well. And I will have Snake Oil Volume 2 probably within about a year or so from now, as well. Okay, so today's show is uh, this is our astrology show. Uh, we I try to do an astrology show uh, at least one of the Thursdays every month that we do here. Usually do three or four shows each month, uh, Thursday at this time. Uh, this is the show where not only will we talk a bit about current astrology, but we'll also give uh, our listeners an opportunity to call in and ask uh, any astrological questions or even for a five-minute little mini-reading, uh, I could pull a card or a runestone for you and, and, and answer to your question to see what kind of information comes up through that channel. So this is that show that everybody always seems to uh, want to catch, uh, but often I don't have a, uh, that many listeners uh, live when I do this show, which is funny. They end up, people end up calling in on the shows when I, I'm interviewing someone <laughs> Or I can't really get around to uh, the phone the same way. So this is that show. So guys, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll put the uh, on-air number up in about 15, 20 minutes or so as uh, as people build in our, our listening uh, audience room and in the chat room and uh, give you guys an opportunity to do that. And you're certainly welcome to just listen, of course, especially if you're catching the show later on in the archives. Okay, so yes, I am a professional astrologer, and yes, I absolutely like to keep my eye on what is going on astrologically. It is a good way to kind of see what's going on a bit in the world and also probably more important for most of us as human beings personally. And uh, we are currently about a week and a half into a Mercury retrograde. You know, I've talked about this on other shows before about Mercury retrograde. Uh, I know uh, it is certainly an important subject for people to be aware of, so I'm going to reiterate some of that information again. Then I'm going to talk about this current Mercury retrograde, which, by the way, is in effect until about August 9th. I think it goes direct on August 8th. So we should be in the clear, so to speak, on August 9th specifically. So, okay, so what's a Mercury retrograde? Now, first off, let me say a couple things about astrology, uh, especially if you're, you're new to, to the subject. Um, you know, 
astrology does not dictate our actions. This is really an important thing to remember. We, we make choices and decisions as human beings, and then we deal with the repercussions of those choices and decisions. You know, that is a fact of, of reality. But what astrology is, is, you know, we're, we're, we're really not as independent as we would think. In other words, a, a more positive way of putting that is you're an integral part of the universe. So when you were born, the planets were in certain spots, and the planets themselves, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, they represent attributes of us. So their movement is like a way of tracking energetic shifts and, and emotional changes in us as well. So when you were born, the planets were in certain signs, clothing, the way they operate. The planetary energies are all basically the same. Like Mercury rules the way we think and communicate and express ourselves. But when we're born, the sign that it's in is going to be kind of the clothing that it wears. So, you know, if you're Libra, but you have Mercury and Virgo when you were born, you're going to be more inclined to be a lot more analytical, more of a perfectionist, and more of a nitpicker in a good and a bad way in terms of your thought process. So that's basically what astrology does, is it gives us inclinations and dispositions. So those are kind of set into motion when we're born. So again, it doesn't necessarily make us do anything as much as we have these inclinations and these dispositions in certain ways that, that are, you know, again, unique to us. And the way the planets interact with each other, of course, will show whether these different dynamics uh, flow smoothly or not so smoothly. So we also have houses in astrology charts. When we look at a chart, there are 12 houses of life, and they represent things like from the first house, our personality, who we are, second house, money and finances, and what we value, third house, communication, learning, knowledge, information, fourth house, home and family, risk, uh, fifth house, risk, play, uh, romance, children, creativity. So we see these different houses as well that are that are laid out in our charts. So one of the things about astrology is when we talk about what a transit is, what we're basically saying is the planets continue to move. So while our astrology chart, in essence, in some respects, is locked in terms of characteristics and traits, as the planets move, they trigger different attributes or different reactions in us in that sense. So, for instance, when we talk about a Mercury retrograde, what we're talking about here is it's as if the planet goes backwards uh, from Earth's perspective. Now, technically, again, that's not actually physically possible. It's just that from Earth's viewpoint, it will seem to, to be moving backwards. So get away from the technical jargon. It's boring anyway. And get to the, the fact that, again, all planets at some level, at some point other than the sun, will go retrograde. The sun, of course, is not a planet. Uh, but astrologers call every celestial body a planet in that sense for that reason, for simplicity's sake. So every planet goes retrograde at some point. Even the moon does, even just for a couple of hours. Uh, but Mercury's are, the personal planets are, in essence, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. We consider those personal planets because they're more notable in our chart and they affect us really, really more directly. Um, Mercury will actually go retrograde for a little over a three-week period about uh, three or four times a year. So every, I think it's about every three or four months, Mercury will do its little backwards dance again for a couple of weeks. Um, and so Mercury, again, in our chart rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express. I'm a Sagittarius sun sign, but my Mercury is also in Sagittarius when I was born. So it kind of gives me a double whammy of, of Sagittarian energy. Anybody who knows me would probably not argue 
with what that means by any means. Uh, but Mercury is currently in Leo, and uh, that's where it's transiting. It's transiting through Leo. So uh, the Mercury retrograde is, is moving through Leo. So not only do you have the basic effects of a Mercury retrograde go, coming into play now, but if you were to do your astrology chart, you find that it would have be going quote-unquote backwards or retrograde in a house of life. So in this case, like in my chart, it's going retrograde or backwards in the fourth house, which is the home and the family. Uh, so that is kind of a significant distinction to, to look at. Uh, when we look at where that, that is taking place. Sometimes you'll have a planet that goes retrograde that starts out in one house and then goes into back into another one, which can be an interesting phenomenon. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Mercury's uh, placement in Leo so you, you guys can kind of understand how this is going to be affecting you personally. Uh, you know, again, Mercury rules the way we think, communicate, we express, where we analyze things. So traditionally, Mercury retrogrades can be a period where you kind of start rehashing and rethinking about old issues, uh, stuff that will resurface again, stuff that you may have felt like you already solved when I'll come back into play for reanalysis. A lot of times you'll have people from your past resurfacing and popping in, very common during Mercury retrogrades. Um, it can create that effect of missed appointments, missed communication, you saying one thing and someone hearing something else. You know, I've joked on previous shows that I notice during Mercury retrogrades, I always feel like I get a little dumber. It's like I'll walk into the kitchen and I'll be to go get something, and I'll be standing in the middle of the kitchen and I have no idea why I'm even in the kitchen, <laughs> what I came in there for. You know, in fact, my theory is that I think that Mercury retrogrades happen a couple of times a year, and I think as we get older, we get a little dumber, so to speak, and then we convince ourselves we're losing our mental facilities. But in actuality, you really should be mentally as sound, you know, from birth until, you know, you're 95. There's no reason to lose your mental facilities unless there's a specific illness or something that does that. Uh, but anyway, so we can get it. This can get a little confusing during Mercury retrogrades. Classically, you know, it's not really the best time to buy a home or have surgery. You know, you don't want your surgeon, you know, being a little off kilter in that sense. You want to think a little bit during Mercury retrogrades. You know, on the positive side, it will always bring up some type of issue or some type of theme that you are, you've been looking at or that you may have felt you put to rest that will come to surface again. Now, in this case, we've got Mercury and Leo. So what this is going to do pretty much universally for everybody is Leo on our chart represents where we're creative, where we're playful, where we're generous, where we kind of have the prince or princess syndrome, where we, we kind of like that part of ourselves. So when you've got a Mercury retrograde in Leo, it's going to get you rehashing and rethinking about how you play, how you're creative, how you express creative energy, um, how you give, whether you give too much. Um, it'll, it'll bring up issues related to our ego, whether we're recognized, so to speak, for our greatness. So on a positive side, it can really reintroduce or bring back that need to to, to play, to enjoy life, to be creative, to be expressive somehow. Um, it can also bring you know, up our, our cockiness in a good sense where we, we look at the things that we're good at and we're proud of ourselves for. But it also can bring up some ego issues. Um, when Mercury, I, I was in Las Vegas about a, a week ago, and uh, before I had left, I had asked some family members to check on my cat. And I had someone that was coming in every day to feed my fish and feed my cat, but I asked my 
little sister and her husband who lives nearby about six miles from here to just double-check to come in one, one of those days. And they both said they were too busy and they couldn't do it. And I found myself furious. How dare they? I've given them so much over the years. I'm such a generous brother in that way. How can they do this to me? I felt myself getting really pissed. So for me, it's funny because I have Mercury. Uh, Mercury's retrograde in, in Leo like it is for everyone. So it got the lion in me roaring. And then, of course, it was in the fourth house, which is home and family. So it was bringing up issues again about how I feel about my family and my family's, you know, response to me. So that's what's kind of cool about, about knowing where your astrology chart uh, is in terms of where these retrogrades are active because it can give you some, some deeper insight as well. You, you, certainly everyone's going to have some, some, some knee-jerk fire signish energy reactions to things that, that might piss us off during the Mercury retrograde in Leo. So knowing what house it's in, of course, is going to add an element to the situation of really getting clear about where that specifically is. So, you know, be careful about kind of your ego check at this point. Watch that you don't get too insulted by people not recognizing that quote-unquote greatness in you. I mean, that's the thing about astrology. Even if you're not a Leo, you've got Leo somewhere in your chart. So it's going to be in a certain house that it's going to occupy. And in that area, you're going to be Leonian in tone. You know, what was funny for me, though, is I had to, had to because my sister and her husband flaked on me and were, were being bitchy and not helping me out, um, I had to ask a friend of mine to do it and a very kind Cancerian friend of mine who's very busy, but he was able to do it. And he checked on my cat. So while I was in Las Vegas, not only did he come by and check on the cat, but he brushed her and he was petting her for a while, and then he took a cell phone picture of her and sent a picture of her, like, happy and purring as she was being brushed and sent that to me. So kind of had a laugh because it couldn't have been any better. Like, that was the best thing I could have possibly gotten while I was in Las Vegas was that knowingness that my cat was being taken care of and that she was fine and that she was okay. So... You know, I always said this before in other shows, consider the use of adversity. Sometimes the thing that you're pissed off about, you know, can be rerouted another angle that in the long run might actually prove more beneficial. So in this case, definitely the case. So I'm, I've been a little calmer uh, during this Mercury retrograde uh, about being careful about my ego. Uh, but uh, it, it's been also very interesting because I'm actually calling the show in from a cell phone, which I normally do from a landline, but my landline is all screwed up. Uh, there's something wrong with the phone uh, system in the area. It's got a bad sound to it. It, it won't go to voicemail. And I had to forward everything to the cell phone. So, I mean, it couldn't be more literal classic Mercury retrograde crapola. I'm actually having a screwed up phone on top of it. I mean, again, you couldn't get more literal with that. Anyway, okay, welcome, everyone. I, I see some, some people are jumping in uh, into the chat room here. Welcome, Demi Fox, as always. Good to see you again. And uh, I'm sure we got a few other people listening uh, as well. So I'll continue on with that. Uh, if anybody has any questions or anything about astrology or even personally, feel free to call in here. Uh, we've got another half hour or so. So the guest call-in number is 646-203-966 for today's show. You might have to dial a 1 before that. Again, that's 646-203-966. So I will be able to take a few calls today. If not, we'll just continue on with discussing some of the current astrology that's going on. So, yeah, so Mercury retrograde. So, again, just to reiterate that, guys, it goes direct around August 8th, August 9th. So 
uh, we're right, like, literally in the heart or middle of it at this point in the game. So um, be aware of that there's some screwy communication stuff going on. Uh, don't overreact to it too much. Nobody's trying to... Uh, no one's trying to, to personally destroy you. I know uh, even with my sister and her spouse not coming by to check on my cab, they, they were legitimately busy. You know, I guess for me, I, I think when it comes to family, I don't care if you had a busy day and it's, you can't get over till 11 o'clock at night, that's when you come over and that's what you do with family. But that's my perspective on things. Uh, I can't impose that on anyone else. I don't know how busy they were. And... The funny thing is both of them are Leos also. So I always have to um, laugh because they are both proud lions, although they both got a lot of Virgo in their chart too. But uh, they do have a tendency to overload themselves with business and work and have issues with boundaries. Uh, for both of them, they've got a lot of energy in the 12th house, which can have a lot to do with issues of selflessness, service, and, and, and having boundary issues sometimes. So uh, it shows to have a boundary, but with me. Again, it worked out perfectly. Couldn't have been a bad situation. My friend Phil then did a great job. Very helpful to me. And uh, it, it was definitely a, a good ease and appeasement. Yeah, I got the, the classic Mercury retrograde crap with the phone uh, going on. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. But, again, I have a cell phone. I'm able to, you know, kind of adjust that accordingly. So, all right, I want to talk about some more of these trials going on. But let's we get a caller. So I'm going to take a call now. We have a caller. Okay, welcome to Snakeo Radio 714. Who am I talking to today? Hey, Jen, this is Carlos. Hey, Carlos, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, thank you for asking. Good, you're calling in from Vegas? I'm calling in from San Diego. I moved away from Vegas, actually. Oh, you did? I did. Congratulations, is that a good move? Oh, it's been a great move. (laughs) Yeah, I love San Diego. Uh... You know, I always I, I laugh because I actually met met uh, Carlos uh, in um, in, uh, in in uh, in Vegas. He's an excellent massage therapist, by the way. So anybody in San Diego uh, take full advantage of that. Um, but uh, I always think that Vegas is a little bit of a dark town. I think at some levels too uh, to be to be attached to. That's putting it mildly. I love to visit it, but uh, I don't know if I would uh, necessarily feel uh, comfortable living there. Anyway, so uh, again, congratulations on the move. I'm glad to hear it, it, it went well. What was uh, what was the reasoning behind that? Was it just uh... um, well, Vegas was definitely just like a transitioning point for me, and um, it wasn't something that I was planning on staying there for you know for too long. And um, right. the reasoning for my move was just to I got an opportunity to start my business here in San Diego, so um, I'm just taking full advantage of that. Right. Good. All right, excellent. Glad to hear it. So, do you have a? Uh, is there a question? Tell me what your what your what your call is primarily about. We'll see what we come up with. Um, I just wanted to see if you could um, just check up and see what's coming up for me astrologically. Okay. So, when is your um, when's your birthday? My birthday is December twenty eighth, nineteen eighty five. December twenty eighth of eighty five. Okay, let me um let me run I got my astrology info here, so I'm gonna punch in your basic birth chart. Just give me a minute here to do this. Um shouldn't be too difficult. Let me see. Okay, let's see. Okay, last year data. 
There's a great website um, that I recommend for a lot of people while I do this, too, by the way. It's called astro.com. Um, the great thing about going into Astro is you can put a, just a ton of different people's charts in, and it doesn't cost anything. Um, it's really a really clean uh, type of a website to work with as well. Do you, uh, Carlos, do you know um, what uh, time you were born? You don't have to, but if you do, let yeah, me know I do. that. Yeah, it's 12.43 a.m. 12.43 a.m., okay. So we want to go with 12.40. I was born in Tustin, California. Spell that again to me. Tustin, T-U-S-T-I-N. T-U-S-T-I-N, Tustin? Yes, Tustin. Tustin. Tustin, there it is, Tustin, California. Okay, so that's good. See how quickly I can get that together. So you you said you were born at, in the AM at, at 1243, right? Right. Okay, let me get your chart up here. See what we got going on. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There we go. Instead of chart selection, it's really actually very easy to navigate this um, this particular website. But definitely go to astro.com, people, if you want to get some free astrology information to work with. Okay, so you're you're Libra rising, is that correct? Right, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. I want to sure I got the right chart going on here. Okay, so I got a current uh, astrology chart up for Carlos, and I'm going to kind of uh, mention a, a few things to you guys here too. Um, so, so Carlos is Libra rising. He is a very, very heavy configuration of planets in his third house. Um, Sun, Neptune, Venus, Uranus, Mercury. So you got a lot going on in the third house. So the third house is communication, information, uh, learning. I always say one of the things that if you've got a lot of planets in your third house, it's sort of like being Gemini without being Gemini. Right. Because it creates the effect of being like a terminal student. You're always learning. Uh, jack of all trades, you, you often can, can switch gears, but there's a fascination with learning, with teaching, with acquiring information, being a bit of a perfectionist in that sense. Um, a lot of third houses become teachers or, again, sort of terminal students in that sense. So let's take a look at where Mercury is retrograde in your chart right now. So we look to see where Leo is. It looks like your moon is in, uh, well, it's in the tail end of Cancer. Uh, no, it's actually in Cancer, right? But it's in your it's right. in your tenth house. Okay. So it looks like Mercury's retrograde motion is in your career house right now. Uh, very apropos, I guess. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, what you have when you've got when you've got the Moon in in Cancer in the tenth house, also it means that part of your work, your career, that's what the tenth house represents, does involve you know using your emotional body as well too, using your emotions, your intuition, your sense of service, your sense of nurturing your sense of caretaking, that's always going to be something that's immersed into your career at some level. Um, okay. You know, a lot of people with the moon in the 10th house could be nurses or therapists, things of that nature. So it, it does make sense at some levels that you're, uh, you know, you certainly you've got into massage therapy and things of that nature too. But by the same token, with all those planets in the third house, there's got to be a part of you that's going to get involved at some levels in this lifetime in, in, in possibly in communication, the media, things like that, that might also be appealing to you as well. And I think we talked a little bit about that before, right? That's definitely an area yeah. of interest for you. Yeah, definitely. I'm starting my own um, radio show as well, so that makes perfect right. sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the, the dynamics of the third house. I have a good friend of mine that's got a lot of third house stuff, and she's Gemini on top of it. And she just is starting a second second radio show herself. And her business actually is marketing on eBay. 
She okay. buys. Um, she goes and she gets. Um, she buys books that are in the public domain and she mm-hmm. copies them uh, legally to to CD. And, and she has a market that she sells hundreds of titles of books that you can buy on CD for next to nothing. And she markets them on eBay. And she's been doing this for a couple of years and now has a totally successful business that she operates from home. This is a you know she's always adding new titles and learning new things. So just total nice. Gemini, total third houser. So. Yeah. You've got, uh, so for you, you've got Mercury in your 10th, which means, again, a lot of really looking back at, you know, your status in the world, at your career, about what you want to do. A lot of times when we've got Mercury transiting the 10th, it's also going to suggest that there's going to be a lot of energy around you re-looking at old abilities, talents, and skills that you may have and bringing them back to life again, or bringing them back to surface. Uh, okay. So it's also, it's also going to have you really looking back over how you show yourself to the world in that sense. It's going to bring up a lot of that need to, to shine at some level and to let yourself be seen. Um, you might find uh, you encountering issues relating to where you might have hidden, but where now you want to come out more in that sense and be seen you know, for who and what you are and what your talents are and your abilities are. So we see a lot of that kind of energy of rehashing going on as Mercury moves through your 10th house. Um, also, another thing I want to mention about your chart is Mars right now is about to conjunct your ascendant. So you've had it in your 12th house for about two months. Now, too, Mars is always interesting to track also because Mars will tell us where our male energy is, where assertiveness is. So Mars in the 12th could bring up issues relating to relationships with with males specifically too. It's our kind of our male energy. A lot of stuff from the past resurfacing about um, power, where we use it, where we don't use it, where we might have had anger. Um, but on the good side, as Mars makes this kind of uh, passing over into your first house uh, within the next week or so, you can find yourself getting a lot of life force, a lot of vitality, and a lot of enthusiasm. You're going to really find yourself becoming very active and probably actually very busy in that sense as well. Uh, you've also got Saturn kind of in your first house now, which is good because that's going to act as kind of a grounding force. It's also going to make you very practical in your approach to things. Uh, your sun is in, in Capricorn, so Saturn's kind of your natal planet. You want to always kind of track Saturn, too, because it's going to show. So Saturn's in the first, so it's kind of like it's going to make you more mature at the same time, more willing to work toward goals in that sense. But this push for the next two months of of Mars through your first house is definitely going to give you a lot of life force, a lot of vitality. You will find yourself becoming a bit more aggressive uh, as well uh, during this particular cycle. So... And let me mention one or two other things real quick here for you. Um, it looks like uh, you've got, let's see, you've got uh, Jupiter is in your eighth house uh, right now. We'll be going into the ninth house. Uh, well, you've got a retrograde motion. That's going to be about another year. So Jupiter's in your eighth house. What that means is you actually want to kind of milk the idea of also using other people's resources. Okay. The eighth house is the house of shared resources. So it can mean money and assistance and help from other people. But, you know, it's kind of that, that place where we want to we wanna sort of, so to speak, use other people where it's beneficial for both concerned right. in that sense. So, so be open to opportunities connecting also with using other people's resources and realize that they may be able to benefit from that as well, too. 
and uh, you got some real definite changes in the next year or so, uh, let's say a year to a year and a half from now, Uranus is going to go into your relationship house, and that's going to just change your whole dynamic around relationships uh, completely. Uh, right now, it's still in the sixth, which means a lot of that kind of energy of change and shift and originality is really occupied, occupying around your work. Uranus has been in your sixth house for a couple of years now, too, so that's why you're getting a lot of fresh ideas about the type of work that, that you want to do. What's that? So that, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, but it's going to push into the relationship house in about a year and a half or so, which is good. That will will, will bring you, you know, uh, probably a relationship with someone who's Iranian in tone, meaning a weirdo, but like <laughs> interesting as hell. So, like, you could find an Aquarius or someone that you just perceive as very Iranian in tone, meaning unique and interesting and different and brilliant and uh, a little bit different from your normal. It's going to shake up your normal foundation of what you've done in that area. Nice. That's exciting. All right. <laughs> so thank you so much. a quick little brief rundown. Yeah, no problem. Glad uh, glad you called in. Um, excellent. So congratulations on the move. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Don't, uh, you know, don't uh, don't hesitate to, to market and, and sell what you're doing. You're great at what you do, dude. Thank you so much. Um, thanks for that right. boost of uh, ego confidence. <laughs> there you go. Good. I'm glad I could help. All right, Carlos. Good talking to you. I'm going to put you on hold here and uh, sounds better. I'm calling it. Peace. All right. Great call. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. When I when when Carlos was in Vegas a few months ago, I was on a Vegas trip, and he uh, he, he actually reached out on the show. And, and and sent me a message through 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 email and then got on my Facebook uh, list and said, hey, you know, I'm a massage therapist. If you're going to be in Vegas, uh, would you be open to a trade? And I absolutely was. And he did an awesome job. One of the things that he does that's really cool when he does massage work is he does this thing where he he works with your feet a lot. Like he he soaks your feet in bath salts, and he does that even before he works on you. Which is really an interesting thing, and I had not seen that before. Um, to me, this feet are tremendously sensitive in, in a lot of respects as well. And, um, you know, it, it's almost a biblical type of thing. When someone washes your feet, when someone attends to it in that way, you see connotations with this from, from biblical energy as well, too. It was actually a custom that was done, you know, centuries ago um, and, and really very, very... Uh, very, very, very appealing and, and, and very healing when, when that is done. So it was really uh, an interesting thing uh, for me to experience. But one of the things that I think that was really, um, uh, <laughs> he's writing in the, in the chat, which I know is exactly my in, intention. Yeah, 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 believe me, I, I picked it up. I know uh, half the time I can, it, it's typical Sagittarius, I look like I'm oblivious, but believe me, I'm usually paying attention to a lot. And I, I did catch that. He was he was doing that, so um, yeah, that was that was really a, a definitely healing thing to do. But I think one of the things that was interesting is you know it was that ability to reach out and ask for something, and I and I really think that that's an important thing to remember, guys. A lot of times we can kind of get caught up in in complaining or being upset that things aren't going our way, but really a lot of times we kind of do. We have to open our mouth. We have to ask for things, even if somebody says no it's still worth asking. You know, I mean, it's you know, this, you can look at that same dynamic in, in terms of relationships and romance and risk-taking, too. Sometimes you've got to flirt and be playful as well. You know, not everyone is going to accept the offer. 
I mean, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, that that's part of the joy of, of flirting and, and playing that way. Even the same energy, this is all fifth house stuff we're talking about as well, is, you know, if you decide to tell a story or a funny joke, people might laugh at you. They may boo and hiss. You don't know what kind of response you're going to get. But in essence, it's the appeal of the adrenaline of, of actually trying in the first place. So, by the way, I'm talking about this because as we look at this Mercury retrograde in Leo, this is going to bring up a lot of these themes for most of us as human beings, too, as Leo can represent the sort of playful, romantic part of us in some respects as well, too, that it gets enthused about what we reach for in life, whether that be friendships, relationships, business, you know, all, all kinds of things. We have to be willing, in that sense, to, to be able to reach. Okay, looks like I've got another caller here, so I think I'm going to take this other call. Okay, welcome to uh, Seco Radio 512. Who am I talking to today? Yeah, my name's Dave. How are you? Good, how are you? Did you say Dave? Yeah. Oh, good. I can hear. That's good. <laughs> That's important. All right, Dave. Do you have uh, Do you have a, a, a specific question, or do you want me to check out your chart? Tell me what you're what you're calling it for. Yeah, I just like a reading. Uh, whichever uh, uh, way you want to go with that. Uh, what do you do? You know your basic astrology info? Uh, not like, really. Okay. So, um, all right. Let's do. Let's take a different tack. Then I'll pull. Uh, I think I'll pull. A, uh, I think I'll pull a couple of cards for you uh, just to do something a little different for today's show. So give me a minute. I think I'm going to pull a couple of tarot cards for you. I'll just do okay. one for your past, one for the present, one for the near future. So just give me a minute. I'm going to just go grab my cards here. Hang on, everybody. Okay, Dave, so when is your birthday, by the way, just the, the day and the month and the year? 12-3-53. Okay, so you're uh, Sagittarius in your sun sign. Another Sagittarius, so am I. Okay, so, um, you know, one of the things I, I always say uh, that, that Sagittarius is have to remember is every sign is something it has to learn. Sagittarius is actually restraint. Um, it isn't necessarily about taking action for Sagittarius, that's not necessarily difficult, knowing when to slow down and when to not necessarily do it. Um, so that's something that I would suggest to most Sagittarius to keep in mind, that it's, you know, restraint is your friend, not your enemy, in that sense. So that said, I pulled three cards for you. Let me tell you what kind of comes up, and then you could choose to comment on it if you want. The past comes up the magician reversed. So this tells us what you have gone through. The magician reversed means that, you know, you've gone through a period where there may be a little bit of a sense of frustration in some respects, because the magician reverse means often like we're, we're attempting things uh, creatively and feeling like we're blocked or they're not necessarily working the way that we'd want them to. It could show some, some kind of blocked up energy. Typically, um, the magician is kind of an archetypal card, and it, it, can, it can sort of represent, on a positive side, it can represent that we may try multiple things and some things don't necessarily work out but that's also good because it's kind of trial and error. We're also figuring out what works and what doesn't work. But it can also suggest, again, that there may have been some frustration in the past 
with with you know where you're putting your energy, how you're doing it, what you're creating in that respect. The present comes up the Five of Swords reversed, so this is something that has already happened, but it's probably fairly recent. The Five of Swords reversed means that you you know you are, are probably in some ways coming out of a difficult period. The Five of Swords can feel like you know a situation of somewhat of a collapse in plans or feel like you're victimized or in a circumstance that didn't really necessarily work out the way you would have ideally liked it to. You know, oddly enough, the Five of Swords, definitely a difficult card. I don't want to minimalize that. Um, but in its reverse position, a lot of times it can actually mean that we even chose to do it at some level. Sometimes it's a, it can be a feeling of victimization, but sometimes it could be that we may even have been you know, part of the influence of the sabotage of the difficulty. You know, I always say, in my mind, what I always think of with the Five of Swords reverse is sometimes we need to be willing to even be the bad guy. Sometimes it's just something that has to happen that we may have decided to move in a different direction and other people might not have appreciated or agreed with it necessarily. So we saw some difficulty that's just kind of passing through. The good news is the Six of Cups comes up next day, which actually is a nice card. It actually means like... Um, improvement in relationships. Sometimes it could mean uh, someone from our past resurfacing, but it means family uh, uh, harmony. It means relationships improve. It means happiness and a feeling of contentment that moves into the picture um, in a positive kind of a way. So we do see kind of something positive on the horizon, even though there may have been some difficulty um, that you're coming out of. Um, any of this resonating with you? Well, actually, it's it's pretty right on. Uh, yeah. Of course, I can be a little uh, frustrated <laughs> still to view a positive future, you know. Right. But it has been a very uh, challenging uh, life, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and probably especially even more so in the last couple of years. Well, the last uh, couple of years, I've, I've been from... Uh, uh, I've been homeless. I lived in a million-dollar house to homeless to right. having a job where the boss doesn't pay me. It's been a, it's been a trip. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I definitely you know one of the things that I I think that that's really key for you. Let me pull an angel card for you, Dave. I'm getting a pull to do that too. So let me see what the angel card says for you. Get a strong message on that. But I am telling you, I feel like I want to say you can kind of relax a little in that sense from the perspective that the um the the worst is over i feel like uh you you're, you're moving into a uh, into a somewhat more positive phase at this point and i i keep kind of hearing that there is um like that you're going to move into a period as you get into the fall into the winter when it's going to feel like you're being nurtured again and i like that i don't i i keep kind of hearing something about feeling like you're part of a family so that can be, um, you know, an actual family or a surrogate family or even a job or a circumstance where you feel like you're being taken aboard and are part of something again. So oh, that would I be really, Yeah, I really, really like that kind of feeling that I'm getting around this because I feel like what I'm hearing is you guys are saying to me, when things start to get better, try not to be, like, phobic and nervous that it's going to, like, going to be another shit storm coming. <laughs> just because you've gotten used to that. Yes. So it's kind of like, you know what, I, I've said this before on previous shows, like I had a really tough time in, in 2008 and then also again in 2011, really tough. And 
things have been going very well for me in 2012, and they seem to keep continuing to. But, like, there's a part of me that when you come out of difficulty, I, my joke is I'm like, you're waiting for the damn shoe to drop. When does it, the next shitty thing it, happen? It creates a cycle of guilt feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that you feel like at some level, you know, that you start rehashing what you did wrong, what you should have done. Life Maybe feels I like should. that, see, at this point. That's what my life feels like in a total. Because it doesn't really feel that bad, but it ain't been that good, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's it. It's to realize, you know, really, you know, and I've said this on previous shows, much of what what many people have have gone through in the last couple of years is, you know, we're just barely coming out of a depression. They want to call it a recession, but the simple truth of it is it was a depression. So for many people, really, things that were already difficult were compounded dramatically, even in terms of more difficulty. But the good news is, and keep this in mind too, like it's been said that often at, at the, our lowest point do we become really truly aware of the true creative power of self and what you're able to do. So I feel like there is a turnaround in that sense coming. When I pulled an angel card, it came up the angel of fresh air, meaning that there's going to be opportunities to look at things from a different perspective. Um, new opportunities will come your way, kind of fresh energy coming in. So I like that. I even feel like I, I want to say this. It, it feels to me like you've gone through the worst part of, of your more difficult karma, and now you're entering a period where people are going to help you and assist you. And the message that I'm getting is is be okay with it. Let it happen. Gotcha. Don't fight it. Don't battle it. Know that when you get on top again that you are going to be the giver that you are, and you will reciprocate that when the time is right. But I, I keep hearing there are lessons about getting comfortable with learning how to receive, being okay with it. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, can I ask one quick question? Yeah. I have an investment. I've been waiting uh-huh. and waiting and waiting. Right. Is it going? On is it going to happen? You know what? I'm hearing that there's some type of movement around that in. Uh, in November or December, and uh, what I'm getting is that's probably going to frustrate you more because you've been waiting forever already. Uh, but I get, well, I pulled two cards on that question. It came up the Father of Wands reverse, which means that I know you've been really patient already, but the cards are saying you need to be more patient. And then the outcome uh, comes up the Wheel of Fortune, so the answer is yes, Dave. Yeah, it's gotcha. going to work out favorably. It's going to—I feel like it's pushing toward the end of the year. But there's something about the timing cycle that comes into the play, plays into play at that point where you're going to finally have some uh, some feeling of abundance coming back in again, um, and get that recognition that you you held on for a reason. Um, yeah. This is a great card, by the way. I've had a tremendously lucky year myself. I've been joking about this. I go to Vegas like every other month, and. Uh, Every single trip I've taken this entire year has turned out to be free. I've spent no money on my vacations all year long. I keep locking out. So you're going to move into that cycle, Dave. It's coming. I'm ready for that. Okay. All right. What a great reading. Thank awesome. you so much. Great, man. Thanks for calling in. Let me put you on hold here because we're at the end of our show. Thanks, Dave. Have a great good, okay. good day, and uh look forward to seeing good things happen for you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Great call. Thank you, both Dave, and thank you, Carlos. Uh, let's go down to, wow, great. I'm, I'm glad we got the, the calls in. I, every time I do the show, I always say, people call in, and then nobody calls in, and then, <laughs> then like, they try to call in during the shows when I'm interviewing somebody. Anyway, so we're winding down the show. Okay, guys, uh, you know, I just got a new website put up. 
Um, it is JimVentura.com. I'm still building it, but you can get basic info about my services, my books. And one thing I tell people, too, is, if you know, if you can't swing, you know, the cost of a session, I, I'm not expensive. I'm not cheap either. Um, you know, check out my books, guys. You get a lot of insight from my books, I've been told. And also, even sign up for my column. The column is free. It comes to the Internet every month. People told me that repeatedly. A lot of times it feels like they get a reading when they just read the column. So check out the books, check out the column. This ain't going to cost you a lot of money. I'm going to be doing a lot of CDs um, for teaching people how to read oracles and meditation CDs and all kinds of good stuff coming up. And I'm going to make those very inexpensive for people to order and to access as well. Okay, so this is Jim Ventura. It looks like we're uh, in a last, few, a last minute here. So thanks for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. Again, I want to thank both of my callers for coming in. Uh, hang in there, guys, for the next uh, week and a half with the uh, Mercury Retrograde. You'll see some clarity and improvement around August 9th or so when the planet goes direct again. So don't do anything too crazy at this point during retrograde. It's a good time to kind of hang back, chill, and reevaluate. Okay, again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. I will be back again, uh, not next week, but the week after from my next show. And uh, email me at ventrasage at yahoo.com if you want to get added to the free mailing list for the monthly column. Okay, people, have a great day. Cheers.